0: Welcome to Working for Women, the Independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better.
1: Hello, this is Carrie Lucas, President of IWF. I'm excited to be talking with IWF Senior Policy Analyst Inez Stepman. Inez, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Um, you, recently, you and I talked about um, Title IX as it pertained to, to the um, college campuses and the laws or the rules surrounding sexual harassment adjudication. Um, but I wanted to, to kind of follow up with you and talk a little bit more about Title IX and the definition of, of the sexes. Um, I know this is something that kind of has evolved over time, so I'd love if you could first start by giving us a little bit of history of what happened under the Obama administration um, when it comes to Title IX and these definitions. Right. So, I mean, I think we need to go all the way back
0: to 1972 when Title IX was passed, right? Title IX was passed to protect women and to make sure that women were able to fully participate in a whole bunch of aspects of public life, universities, government, even private businesses, that women were able to participate in public life in a a full and protected way. Now, many of us think that some of the aspects of this law go too far, Um, And and nevertheless, like that was the purpose, right? It was to protect women and girls so that they could go get an education, like the same way that men could, that they could participate in, in federal programs the same way that men could. And that was the purpose. So I think we need to go all the way back to the 70s to see, okay, this law was passed to protect women. Fast forward to the Obama administration and. Uh, we now have the issue of, of transgender women, right? Uh, men who have transitioned to being women um, and then are, are trying to sort of claim legal status as women. So the Obama administration was considering trans women to be women for the purposes of, of Title IX in many respects. So that has had a lot of impact and has made, actually, has created a lot of confusion um, around how Title IX precepts are supposed to be enforced, both by universities and, for example, in programs such as, like, set-aside programs. So, for example, we have a bunch of federal statutes that, for example, require that a certain percentage of contractors used on a, on a federal project are, for example, women-owned businesses. Well, we need a definition for what a woman-owned business is. Is that a biological yeah. woman? Um, owned business? Or is it does a business owned by a man who has transitioned to female count as a woman owned business? The the Trump administration, all they've done is restore the original meaning of the law, which was biological women, The Title IX is meant to protect and deal with um, the status of biological women.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because obviously I think part of the what's, what what um, I assume is is kind of driving it is This I remember I think it was like uh, last year there was some uh, news stories about um, about a um, a transgendered um, woman who was um, winning um, competitions in a, a lot of women's sports. I think it was like a Texas wrestling state championship um, where a, a, a Biological male was um, that was able to completely dominate the, the women's sports because although um, you know he hadn't fully transitioned so he still has you know, obviously men and women I, I, maybe not so obviously anymore I feel like sometimes this is this is kind of close that men are biologically different than women and tend to be stronger and faster um, and which is why um, one reason why it's really important for men and women to have be able to compete in different athletic programs because otherwise women are, women biological women aren't going to have a chance is this going to address any of, of those problems or does that remain to be seen
0: It just depends. Since this is tied online, it depends whether the program in question receives federal funding. But you're right. We are seeing this increasingly. Actually, just recently we saw a a, um, cycling competition where a a trans woman named Rachel McKinnon uh, bragged about being the first transgender woman world champion. And the the silver and um, bronze medalists were biological females. Uh, and if you just, I mean, you just look at this picture of these three, um, winners of this competition and you can see like the, the woman who was born a man is taller, has more musculature, like in, in, in these kinds of, of competitions, right. Even if you're taking hormones now, like your, your body was constructed by testosterone, uh, men have heavier bones, they have yeah. bigger muscles. Um, and this really plays out in title nine in the context of college athletics, right. Um, whether yeah. or not colleges or how colleges assign trans women uh, when it comes to uh, athletic competitions. Right. Um, and, and this is sort of common sense stuff that people are increasingly afraid to say. It is obvious that um, a man or a person who was born a man, uh, regardless of whatever else you think about, you know, sort of uh, transgender and transgender phenomenon or, or, um, and certainly not precluding treating all people with respect you have to look at this and say no there's a biological difference you are stronger you are bigger you are faster it's not fair to pit you against female athletes who were born female and spent their whole lives female and that's really what the, the trump administration did here was restore the complete common sense definition of biological women uh, to title nine yeah and and Again, this is and I made this point in the last podcast we had together on, on the other Title IX changes that the Department of Education was making. Um, and that is that, you know, this is sort of restoring common sense <laughs> and that college yeah. um college ideas rarely stay confined to the universities, right? It's worth paying attention to where the radical left or what ideas the radical left is pumping out in the universities. Cause they often don't stay confined to the universities. They jump out into the wider world and they start to affect um, everybody's life beyond the university. And, and this is just one such idea. I think that, that common sense wise, you know, we can all say, I think we can all agree that nobody should be mistreated. We should always be compassionate to people and never, you know, bullies, for example, um, that being said, there are some some biological and common sense truths about men and women about biological sex and those truths have real life implications for example in athletics, right? Um and and unfortunately on campuses that's become an impossible thing to say. It's become so politically incorrect and quote unquote bigoted to say uh, that this, this move by the Trump administration, which is completely common sense and just takes the, the Title IX language back to where it was supposed to be. The, the, the purpose of Title IX was to protect biological women. You know, we've seen the reaction from, you know, sort of the New York Times op-ed pages and Twitter has been, oh, we're erasing transgender people. Uh, we're not erasing transgender people. Nobody is erasing their experiences. Uh, we're simply recognizing the reality of biological sex. And the fact that those biological realities can't be determined by how somebody, how someone feels about him or herself.
1: Yeah, you, it is interesting because I feel like on um, otherwise on college campuses, there's obviously the the women's groups and the kind of the feminist um, groups um, have always, you know, especially with something like women's athletics, they've kind of recognized this need for women to be given every opportunity to um, to to compete and, and excel in sports. Something I very much agree with. Um, but this is you know it's, it's interesting now with this. Um, with this kind of the, the problems or the potential problems or conflicts created with transgenders, you're you're right that it's totally separate from. Of course, we want everybody treated with respect and to be able to um you know, to live you know their life and to to make decisions, but it's um that you can't kind of collapse the whole system of of um of kind of the distinctions we make between the sex to allow women to be able to compete, um, to, um, to accommodate, um, to accommodate others and who, and really setting up an incentive for people to possibly abuse that situation. So, Lynette, well, I really appreciate you kind of giving us a, the background on this. Um, there's been so many headlines and again, misleading, uh, some misleading headlines on this. So I w- I'm really glad to have gotten to talk to you and find out the true story. And thank you to everybody out there who is um, listening to this podcast. Please be sure to um, visit us again and come see us at IWF.org, where all issues are women's issues.
0: If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.